Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me wearing the same color as Lloyd. Did you guys plan that? It's pretty close. Similar, yeah. yeah it's, greens. it's pretty close. I didn't get the email. I have a I have a sweatshirt that I dearly love that that is is that hue. I would have I would have joined in. Uh, no emails. We have an app. Color oh. of the day. <laughs> okay. Color of the day, like Sesame Street. Uh, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello. I'm not wearing green. I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing my legalized mulligans uh, T-shirt that's red and blue. But uh, anyway, I'm, I'm feeling good. I, is it okay for us to coordinate like that? Is that, is that uh, somehow beneath us? Uh, I don't. I don't think they did coordinate. I, I was just being. I know, a, but if we did, a joke. Uh, if have. you if you cord, uh, coordinated with your coworker on how to dress, I mean, I guess that's not all that abnormal. You know, Casual Friday, I think, is a thing. When you that's, were a kid, yeah. did you call up your friends and say, uh, "Hey, I'm I'm wearing this to school today" or whatever? No, no, I never <laughs> did that. Uh, uh, Austin, I I'm guessing did not either. No. Although maybe like a Halloween costume, I guess. I, I coordinated with friends when I was a kid on, on Halloween. I think I did anyway. Have you ever been shamed out of not wearing something? Um uh probably. I'm I'm sure. Although I, I pretty much have very little shame when it comes to how I dress in no. general. So <laughs> Uh, I will tell you this. I went to a, a, a golf course, a local course. I won't uh, name which one, uh, because it. Well, let's just say it's it's on the lower end of the golf course scale around here. <laughs> and I wore a, do- a dog track. Yeah, I wore the shortest shorts I could find, and golf why, shoes, and why that would was you it. Do that? Why would you wear short shorts? I wanted to get some sun. <laughs> I burst out the crowd pleasers. I I got honks <laughs> from the road. I'm not kidding. It was That's awesome. Funny. Yeah, it was great. So you actually got encouragement. I did. Uh, you know, I guess you could have worn swim trunks. And you know, your celebratory lunges after making that putt were were not needed. And by the way, that wasn't the only time that those shorts made an appearance either. I think the last time I wore it, well, no. Yeah, this is probably the last time. I, I had a good buddy of mine coming back from out of town, and he, he took his pickup basketball very seriously. And so we went, uh, we went to the sports mall, the place to pick up basketball. 
And so I, I wore those those shorts just to kind of how'd that, how'd that go? embarrass him. Uh, I think I embarrassed him. Yeah. That was, how short are we talking? Uh, are, they, are they bikini brief short? Well, okay, so they're very old shorts, and I, I believe they originated as, as tennis shorts circa, <laughs> like, uh, like 81, 82. Yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, maybe even pre-Jimmy. <laughs> okay, those are short. So that short. I did, I did, I did wear those a couple of times. So very, very little shame when it comes. to Were they tight too? I mean, because then you got your, if, you know, when you're playing golf and you got your Titleist in your pocket, then you know you don't want your Titleist bulging out the side of your shorts. And we've gone too far. And there it was. You know, one time I, uh, right my friend and line. I, we we went to a place called the Chess King. It was this kind of hip store at the mall. And I was probably, I don't want to, I would say ninth grade, something like that. And we bought, we bought what we thought were the coolest clothes. <laughs> and the first time I wore them, I got laughed out. I got laughed, uh, I got laughed out of the building. And so I, I uh, sort of tucked that stuff away for a while. <laughs> the huge platform shoes, you know. And the and the and the baggy big cuff pants, and the, uh, the kind of uh, shirt that has the huge collar on it. Yeah, that didn't. That oh, the didn't stuff go you wear over. to remote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was. I I, I I I think about the the first ten chuckles in, I realized I'd made a mistake. This is why workwear is really the best fashion, like <laughs> like Carhartt stuff. Because you know what? It's it's never coming in or going out. It's just there. Because it has a purpose, right? You know? Kind of utilitarian. Yeah, right. So it, it, you're never going to look back on your youth and go, man, look at that ridiculous Carhartt sweatshirt I was wearing back there, or coat, or whatever. Right? That never happens. So All I, other fashion is just, you know, you look back on your previous self and think, why on earth? Did I think it was a good idea to dress like that? I'll tell you what it was from my youth, uh, and I never got as extreme on this as as others. But the 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 giant baggy pants. The Ginko. I mean, like <laughs> the oh, you giant. Mean, you mean like that you could store like uh, uh, gardening equipment in that you could fit? Yes, like. It, it, Andy, you could you could an oxygen tank. It's a yes. You could. <laughs> <laughs> I well, like what the all that is is cumbersome. I mean, how is how is and then that, when it would uh, snow or rain, it'd get wet up to your knees and right. Tear yeah, but at when the you bottom. wore when you wore those big heavy pants like that, did they did I mean was there any chafing going on? I mean, and we've gone too far again. again. Yeah, what are we doing? Here we are having a good time. You come in with a death dedication, right? I had a uh, I had a friend once who was trying to get this job, and uh, he took some advice from uh, a more established colleague, and he was telling him he said, "Hey, if you don't dress the part, you'll never you'll never get that job." And I thought to myself, you know, that might be true, but isn't that kind of sad that everybody has to conform, that everybody has to look exactly the same? I just whatever it is. I mean, whether it's you know, fancy business clothes with the you know the tie and the jacket and the whole thing. And uh, why, why, why? Where did we? How did it? 
It's like when you look back in uh, back in the 1700s or whatever, and you see those guys with those powdered wigs on. I mean, who came up with that idea? And why was that a good idea? And why was that the only acceptable way for certain classes of people to, 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 to go about their business? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. We look back and we say, what were you thinking? Why do we got to be slaves to those kinds of uh, those kinds of uh, expectations? Yeah, we don't. It's probably the answer, but we all do anyway. Uh, I, like uh, Austin, uh, bring up yours. Uh, so I, I had friends that did the big baggy jeans yeah, like you're yeah. talking about, and I've always had loose fitting jeans. Uh-huh. I don't like that, but mine was definitely. I was dying on the hill with puka shell necklaces. Yeah. I remember that one. I'm from Leighton, Utah. I've never seen the ocean, and I'm rocking puka shell necklaces. I thought choker necklaces were a good I idea. I had one of those, too. Yeah. In fact, I wore a hemp choker like last month. <laughs> no, you did not. No, not last month. But there is like a, a, <laughs> there is a prominent family photo um, that my grandmother has on her freezer. And it's a photo from from when I had to be like well, really early twenties, right? And every time I go to the freezer and to open it, I I'll, my eyes immediately go to the three stupid choker <laughs> hemp necklaces that three? I'm wearing. Three, on on one neck at the same time. Did wow. you have one on your ankle and one on your wrist too? At that particular time, I don't know, but at <laughs> at various times in my life, sure. I painted my toenails once in my early 20s because I thought that was cool. Did you I ever, mean, yeah, did you ever I, go I'm not immune from this stuff. I did mean, you ever I go with the ascot? The ascot? <laughs> where where does one purchase an ascot? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't go. <laughs> Don't you have to, like, steal that from a museum or something? And or? what year did you grow up? <laughs> that was really in style back in the 20s. Gordon's like, pocket watches were for us. Oh, man. And feather quills. Where did we get this idea? Like, who decided you need to wear a vest under your jacket? You know, or a suit, you know? What with the vest? Who came up with that idea? All that does is bind everything up. I, I, you know, it's just amazing to me how society puts these... uh, these standards on everybody, and then they have to comply or feel like they need to in order to close the deal, in order to be able to associate with other people or be able to uh, be presentable. That's just really kind of weird. I honestly think it's a grand conspiracy uh, started about by that uh, started by that guy who uh, founded Dr. men's Fauci. men's warehouse. <laughs> no, I think uh, the the you're going to lo- like the way you look. I guarantee oh, that guy. Man. That guy. He's pulling oh, the strings guy, on know, all of it and uh, shaking us all down. Let's. That's, uh, that, that, that's one of my best impersonations. That guy, you know, I, I really, I, I got him down pat. I mean, I'm, I, that's almost as good as some of Austin's impersonations, but uh, I, that's one I can do. Well, now you got to do it. I'm waiting for Austin. You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee. Oh, yeah, good. I remember that. Pretty All right, good, huh? should we got to have laryngitis to get it. <laughs> should we get into the split story of the day? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, Let's do, that. do that. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. I mean, you know, during the season, you get, you know, a bunch of 
banged up, little small injuries. I, I've had a crack in my shooting hand. My shooting hand was swollen, um, pretty big, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm playing through all those. But, you know, a lot of teams are trying different stuff, uh, blitzing, uh, you know, blacking, switching, trying to put bigger defenders on me, um, all that. But, you know, it's part of the game. You know, I'm just trying to adjust to, to what it is. I'm kids keep playing uh, the same way I'm playing. You know, mission shots, you know, that's part of the season. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody playing. Uh, what we playing 72 games at the highest level and and shooting a, a crazy field goal percentage, a, a three-point percentage in the amount of clips that I get up. So, um, you know, it's bumps in – and, uh, you know, I, I don't get it too high, too low about nothing. I stay even kill. And I know my shots going to go in when I take them and, uh, you know, keep continuing to make plays. Hey, just as a quick follow-up, you, you mentioned a crack in your shooting hand. Was that this season or did that happen before? No, that was this season. Uh, I had that um, after we got – it was a Philly game on the road um, before that – the game before that game. Uh, saw some doctors and stuff, and you know that's that just is what it is. But you know I ain't making no excuses at all. That's that's just part of the game. Something that um, you know I'm getting through and uh, kept playing through, and you know everything's fine. It's something that we didn't feel was a big problem and kept rolling. Uh, there you go, Jordan Clarkson, and he's uh, uh, expecting to play coming up on Friday after a four-game absence dealing with a sprained ankle. And you heard what he uh, what he had to say right there, Gordon. And you know, also uh, we found out about uh, an. Uh, let's see, I want to get this uh, correct. He got because uh, it's an issue with his shooting hand, um, a crack in my shooting hand. Yeah, that's what he said. Right. Well, I just want to make sure I'm. Yeah, yeah, and that, that sounds that sounds painful, and it sounds like that would get in the way of your accurate shooting a little bit. Uh, I, I I find that really interesting because a lot of times I'll admit those of us who are observing what's going on, we don't know what a player is feeling on a given night, and they go out and they shoot three or fourteen, and we go, "What's the matter with him?" Well, there might be something the matter with him. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't always know, especially with the guys who don't who don't make uh, make a habit of uh, pronouncing every problem they have. And that's really kind of admirable. And it's something that if I see, don't you, Jake, don't you think that if you see someone who's having a really off night, doesn't that thought go through your mind? Like, uh, is there something up with him? Uh, especially if he doesn't normally play that way. I it, It's something worth worth noting, I think, or at least thinking about. Well, yeah, I think there are reasons that go into how we all perform at various tasks. And when it comes to sports, certainly physical health uh, would be one of those. And, you know, we remember back to the tough guy times. I read an interesting story about Allen Iverson, who uh, the the team was telling him, you're sitting out. And he tried to bribe a, a arena staff uh, worker to go buy him some shoes because when they, you know, they thought Allen needed to sit out because of injury, they would take all his stuff. Like out of his locker, they'd hide his shoes and stuff because he was gonna play. That was <laughs> that was what he did, and he got to the point where he tried to bribe somebody at the arena to go buy him some shoes. Just go go to the mall or something and pick him up some basketball shoes because he wanted to play. You know, Jordan, you know, mentioned that uh, he's rolled this ankle a bunch of times and and played through it and the the wrist thing. And I I, I would think being on the medical staff, Gordon, of a professional sports team would be really difficult because you'd get players all over the spectrum, right? 
Yeah. Uh, and players that oh the the I've got a little bit of a a hangnail on my uh, second toe, and I think I probably ought to rehab it in Hawaii for a couple of months. And then you've got <laughs> you know guys that are going to go out there and. And play through anything because they feel, for whatever reason, like it's their obligation or their job. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, I would, I would be curious to talk to somebody who's on a medical staff on, you know, when to push, when not to push. Do they just simply go with, you know, kind of the player's uh, threshold for pain as long as he's not going to do further damage? I, I bet that would be really challenging deal, yeah. dealing with those situations if you were yeah, on, a, on like staff. You said. Everybody's different. Remember uh, way back, this is going back, way back, Jake, but uh, when Carl Malone was playing in, a, in the playoffs and he was, he had a sore hand, a, a finger, I think, was bust, was hurt or something. And we wondered why he wasn't quite as powerful as he usually was. Well, we didn't know about that. We found out about it later. So it, it happens. And he was out there playing. So, And that's funny because when a player does play hurt, uh, then, then they're setting themselves up for a subpar performance, but they want to help their team. And so sometimes we criticize that because uh, the performance isn't what you expect from somebody. But really, it's it's kind of heroic. I'll admit that I've made that mistake before. And so knowledge is helpful to understand. That. Usually you find out sooner or later, but sometimes you certainly don't beforehand. And by the way, did you hear Jordan Clarkson use the, the, the term even keeled? I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, those of us who are sailors, we, we know what that literal meaning is. You know, there's a figurative meaning, too, that I think most You're people gonna understand. You're going to go to the origin of but, even keeled. That's where no, we're no, going. Well, when a ship uh, when a ship is trimmed as, you know, uh, evenly upon the water, you know, drawing the same depth forward and aft, then that's even keeled. You know, and, and some ships sail better when they're brought by the head and others when they are by the stern. So, well, I don't want to get into it for those who, who you know, have limited knowledge. All of right. Sailing. Long John Silver. Let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to talking about basketball. So, but it's true. I mean, it's that's the best way to, to do it. What Jordan Clarkson said, he's going to have some ups and downs, especially with the degree of difficulty on a lot of his shots. And I don't always agree with his shot selection, but I do admire the fact that he's he's usually well even keeled. You know, he he's uh, he goes about his business and uh, tries to keep it keep it the same, and that I think that's in the long run helpful. Yeah, and he's really important. The other side of this is is managing those types of situations, uh, right? So you're at your optimum health at the most important time. And there's probably some of that that went into Jordan's ankle, too. I bet this two-day rest thing, I bet it kind of there was some management that went into it because you knew you could get guys a couple extra days rest on the back end of missing some games. And I don't know if that's the case uh, with Jordan Clarkson. I do think that's the case with Royce O'Neal and, and Joe Ingles not playing against uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those guys could have gone if they had to, but they said, "Hey, look, you got two days off coming up. We're gonna we're gonna make it three for you. Here you go." Uh huh. Uh-huh. That that wouldn't surprise me in the in the least. Mm. Well, I can tell you what happy hour is gonna be tomorrow. By the way, what? Either the history of kites yesterday, or the history of even killed and the the makeup of a boat today. They're going to grab that. That's going to be happy hour tomorrow. Well, you know, well, I didn't even – all I did was brush the surface of the kites yesterday. You know, there's a prism kite. There's no, a diamond no, kite. No, no, no. That a, was not an excuse a, to go back to the kite. There's a parafoil kite. That was kite. not it. There's, 
There's a Austin. snowflake cellular cutting. Austin. Hey, I'm, Austin. A, I'm the friend trying to stop him, and he's like, oh, let me tell you more. Yeah, I know. There's Delta no, kites. There's... You can't apparently say the word kite around uh, Gordon Monson without uh, expecting a, a real <laughs> steady sermon on the matter. There's also something called a rokakus. All right. Uh, All right. No, that's it. I'll pay you uh, to stop. For please, fire kites. Please. Yeah, um, stunt kites. Uh, yeah, I had some experience. Attraction kites, too. So. I, I, but I don't want to. I don't really want to show off my knowledge. Show show off. <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> don't want to show off. No, don't but those box kites, off. they're dogs, man. I never oh. liked those. Um, the right. Jazz uh, against OKC. Uh, had some trouble uh, scoring at times, and Jordan Clarkson, of course, that is what he does. Uh, you and I talked at great length uh, in the post game about uh, the depth of this Jazz team, and it certainly is a strength. Uh, but when you're missing two or three extraordinarily key guys, that's gonna gonna make any team thin. So, uh, Jordan Clarkson being right and being back certainly important. Do you remember? I don't know how long. When was it? Three or four years ago. It seems like the Jazz really struggled with their with their health and, and staying injury-free, and they they brought in some folks to help, and they were really stressing that. And, you know, it's it's kind of weird because you think, look, there are these fluke injuries that happen no matter what kind of uh, what kind of treatment guys are getting or whatnot. But really, I think the Jazz have done a pretty good job keeping their guys as healthy as possible this year and as rested as possible, uh, considering the structure of the schedule. And we talked about this yesterday, but... It is compact, and uh, it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, this is this is any NBA regular season. I think is uh, has its demands, but this year in particular, I think that's especially true. So, I'm not really big into load management, but uh, in a season like this, uh, like you were saying earlier, I I don't have any problem with a guy needing. Some uh, some time to recoup a little bit, uh, like we talked about with Royce O'Neal. So, you know, it works. And whatever's best for your club in the long run, you got to do. But there's also the consideration of the of the fans who uh, want to see their favorite players play. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a difficult uh, or or um, it's a little bit of a dance there. And it's another reason, by the way, to incentivize the regular season more. Because then you would encourage players to play. But right now, the end game, the NBA Finals, and a championship or bust mentality that is sports in this country today, uh, you encourage that type of thing because it is the smart thing to do if that is the lone goal. And speaking of being human, which these players are, I thought that news about LaMarcus Aldridge was, um, uh, it, was uh, it was worth noting because he had the irregular heartbeat and decided, okay, that's it. I'm going to retire after 15 years. And and I don't think anyone can blame him for that. And I'm not sure he even really wanted to at this point. But these guys are human beings, you know. They, they need to take care of themselves as best they can. And uh, so uh, terrific career for LaMarcus Aldridge, who uh, will will walk away from the game. Yeah, uh, Do you think he'll, he'll come back? I mean, I guess he could, but I don't know if he will. Um, I don't. I would hate to predict something like that. I have no idea. What a yeah. delicate issue, you know. And and somebody who I'm sure whatever's wants to best be. for him. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's kind of like the Chris Bosch uh, situation a yeah. little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Although his was more kind of immediate, right? Uh, but similar situation where you hope these guys are are looking out for their their health because they're 
their family needs them around, you know. That's a big deal. Do you think we fall we fall into that gladiator slash rollerball kind of situation too often? Do you think we should we should think about this and fans should think about this uh, more than more than we or they do? Hmm. Um. All right, Gordon. Well, we have a uh, we have a very busy show uh, today. Uh, we're going to talk to Sam Amick, our good friend, coming up at the top of the four o'clock hours, or excuse me, top of the three o'clock hours. Stay tuned for that. Love what's going on at four. And then our, uh, my guy, Tim Lacombe, is going to jump on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Austin's guy's what? too, not really gorgeous. When, oh yeah, when did he become your guy? Are, are you hogging him to yourself now? We voted the other day. Yeah, oh, I came out on okay. top. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right. Always good to have Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tim will join us at 5. Absolutely. All right, more Big Show coming up. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yes, we we agree. We agree, Austin. Welcome back. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is Linda Ronstadt, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I like Linda Ronstadt. Talented. Yeah. Any particular doesn't? reason, Gordon, or just kind of popped into the old noggin? Yeah, I just wanted a little Linda Ronstadt, you know? I mean, that's, yeah. Terrific voice, no doubt. Underrated course, band you, behind her, in my opinion. You, you can't you can't bring up Linda Ronstadt without somebody bringing to our attention that she did put on a concert up at the uh, the Huntsman Center wearing a uh, I think she was wearing a Ute football jersey, and that was about it. I was not there, but I heard it was impressive. You you can't talk about Linda Ronstadt without that coming up, huh? Well, it seems like anybody who was at that show seems to bring that up a lot, and I wasn't there, but I think I think she's a terrific, terrific voice. Her song with Aaron Neville, I can't remember the name of that song, but that's one of the most beautiful songs. I don't know how much. Yeah, and his voice—he's terrible. I mean, I, oh man, Linda Ronstadt said it but right. He's—he's he's, got—he's got the voice of an angel. No, he doesn't. I'm with Austin on this. His and voice that is. Maybe. But All hey, right, to, to each their own, because I'm a well, Bob Dylan well, why, fan. Why, why don't you like his, like his wait, voice? Wait, wait. Why, why, why don't you like his voice? Sounds, I just told you it sounds like a Muppet. It's kind of nasally, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. you got to be kidding me. That's a gift from heaven. No, the other way. I, I, I think others have had better voices. Well, I'm not saying he has the best voice of all time. but Isn't, he the, isn't he the fabric uh, of our lives guy? I yeah, I think, the, I think the so. The touch, the feel of cotton. Yeah, isn't he that guy? All I know, all I know is he's, he's built like a linebacker, but he's got the voice of an angel. Uh, Austin, will you do me a favor and play that song? And then I want to do I want to do a battle of uh, – I want to do a, 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 a poll to see if uh, – see whether – who – whether our listeners agree with you or agree with me because we seem to have a difference of opinion on that. So now we're talking about Aaron Neville? 
Well, I mean, he sang the duet with Linda Ronstadt, and was, was did that song win a, an Oscar or something, or win, did it win a Grammy? I, I honestly don't did. even know what song you're talking about. Get the live version. Look huh? at this face. I know the years are showing. Look at this life. I still don't know where it's going. Sounds like a Muppet. It sounds like it's auto tune. I don't know much, but I know I love you. Little Muppety, little cartoony. That may be. That may be all I need to know. There you go. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna break down and cry. I'm gonna bleed. And you guys are making fun of him, saying he sounds like a Muppet. He does kind of sound like a Muppet. Man, when those two, when those two are singing that song together. And I saw him do it live on TV. It wasn't there, but uh, it was it was just absolutely gorgeous. Why and are I, there I, I so many songs about <laughs> rainbows? I cannot <laughs> believe on this. The like, other look, side. we disagree a lot on this show, and it's a lot of fun. Rainbows but I, I just I just, I just can't so go there with illusions. this. Please, I'm begging our listeners. Have call Austin high. at uh, whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. 855 He's just going to block out the lines, and then may, then <laughs> we wouldn't get a legitimate phone call. <laughs> All right, then, then text us at Gordon Monson, at Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton. You Please. want him to text it, you? At, you got to get. Out, you got to give out tweet, your number. Sorry, tweet, tweet. Sorry, four three five. Uh, I, I, no, I would really like to know whether. I mean, I, I, do you guys, are you serious or are you just joking around? I, I am. I'm half serious. He he sings much better than I could, but he does sound like a cartoon. <laughs> it's a unique gift. I, I've never heard a voice it, like that. It does sound like somebody doing a voice, right? You know, like no, that's, like that's like, like who knows what Mel Blank sounded like when he was having his morning <laughs> coffee. You know, I don't but, know but much. He, could, he could alter his voice to do but I some. Know I love Aust, you. <laughs> will you please play the duet with those no, two? I, I, mean, the, I, I just played it. Oh, 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 does she come in after well, that? Well, yeah, like not, nine minutes later, you're not arguing about her. Now uh, you just well, want to I, see I, hear the song. Google it during the just, break. It's such a beautiful song, and I want you guys to I've realize Googled. it. No, I, I know. I, I want you. I want you to give it another chance and really listen to it. With your ears and your heart. No. And, you know, I, I'll no, tell you what, I, I will do that during the break. Sounds like, he sounds like Kermit the Frog. A little. He said he sounds like a Muppet. Uh, but, but I'll do that during the break, all right? I'll, I'll give it my serious, open-hearted uh, uh, consumption. Okay. All right. That's all I'm asking. Okay. Uh, can and if, we... anybody, if any of our listeners out there have a thought on that song, will you please give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Let us know. Because I need to know, I need to know whether I'm really up in the night on this. Because I've always loved that song, and I always thought that his voice was angelic. And you, now you're telling me Kermit the Frog. You I'm can waiting uh, for Miss Piggy to walk in. You can uh, weigh in at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton, at Lloyd Cole Zone. Let us know <laughs> what you think uh, about Aaron Neville. <laughs> Jake Scott. That's just, that's just perfection. Awful. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. So, Gordon. i gotta gather, I got to gather myself now. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to uh, move on and uh, make light of a serious topic here. 
Um, did you see the news today that uh, the Hall of Fame announced that Kobe Bryant uh, will be inducted by uh, Michael Jordan into the NBA, or I guess the Basketball Hall of Fame? Uh-huh. So I, I think that's, I honestly think that's a nice gesture. Uh, nice gesture. Um, but after Michael Jordan's last Hall of Fame performance, would he be the guy <laughs> that you really want doing this? I mean, because think about it this way, all right? Uh, Gordon, play uh, Magic Predicting Vegas Wizard for me here for a second. Like, what are the odds a dig at Brian Russell comes up again? I mean, maybe they're not great odds, but it's not zero either. You know what I mean? Like, there's at least a chance that, that something like that happens. I, he's, he's a bit of a loose cannon for such a, a serious, <laughs> uh, a serious and... and um, what could be phenomenal moment? Well, first of all, I think Kobe would be, you know, I'm just kind of speaking for him, but I think he would be honored to have Michael do that because Michael is the one that he was always chasing, right? But also, what so, are the odds? So to have the, to have the original pay tribute to uh, a, a man who is very good in, in pursuing him uh, is, is really nice. Now, uh, as far as what Michael Jordan might say, Michael, that's the thing about Michael Jordan. He can say whatever he wants and he knows it because he's the alpha dog, you know, and which just, could uh, very easily ruin the moment. Like, what are the odds, Gordon? What are what are the uh, what would the odds be? And this, I, I would bet, are pretty good that he talks about himself the whole time. <laughs> no. That it gets, we're we're no. here to talk no. about Kobe Bryant, one of the greats. Now I'm going to spend the next eight minutes of your time talking about why I'm great. I'm Michael no. Jordan. No, no, he's he he knows the moment. He's gonna he's gonna figure that. You know, he might say that Kobe's standard uh, was uh, the ceiling was the roof, uh, but. Uh, Anyway, speaking of Michael Jordan, my son-in-law is spending time with Michael Jordan as we speak. Honk. Where's the honk on that? Yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, uh, it doesn't really matter. What are they doing, uh, shooting no, dice? No, the, yeah. <laughs> There's a craps game out in the alley. <laughs> uh, that would be an expensive one to get involved with. But uh, riding, no, I think he'll... Riding wave runners? He'll... he'll, 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 he'll uh, they're at some function. Camping? Uh, it, it is, uh... <laughs> Ballroom dancing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly whether they can get all the details. But uh, anyway, uh, I think that Michael will recognize the um, the moment and uh, treat it appropriately. Probably, but not 100%. Back to my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen a, a lot of, well, this should be a nice moment ruined by... I mean, like how many uh, how many post wedding toasts have just been complete disasters? <laughs> yeah, that like has it should happened. be a, you should be appropriate in that moment too. But I think everybody's <laughs> got some sort of story about uh, somebody with the the toast at the reception <laughs> and it going just horribly wrong. There's one a month at any fast and testimony sacrament meeting. If you want to swing on by, you'll do always those, get a do story. Those go south <laughs> without <quick>. a fail. <laughs> so, yeah. But, okay, so tell me this. If Michael Jordan were to say something along the lines of Kobe reminded me of me, would that be egocentric or would that be an extreme compliment? I'm going to go really egocentric 
but I'm guessing by the way you frame that question, you're going to go with complimentary. Well, I doesn't didn't everyone kind of in in their heart of hearts who played in that certain era want the approval of Michael Jordan? Like, I mean. It's I funny you bring this up because someone, someone just tweeted an old video of Kobe being asked during while both he and Jordan were still playing, being asked if there is a player in the NBA you'd like to be complimented by, who whose compliment would mean the most to you? And his response uh-huh. was, I don't care about any of them, really. Uh, well, are yeah, you calling him a liar? That's, that's machismo. You know, I, I think... Uh, I think Kobe would love to have Michael's approval. The ceiling needs the roof. <laughs> I think that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, uh, talk we need to hear. Yeah. Him saying there's no one better to give this speech because he wanted to be me but couldn't be me. <laughs> so who that's would be not, better than me? That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> me on three, one, two, now, three. Let me, me talk about me. Uh, and uh, you know, sometimes I uh, looked at Kobe a lot like I looked at Brian Russell. Just uh, so he, like he's good, he better mix a dig about Brian Russell into the thing. Otherwise, why are we uh, there? Right. I, I mean, but I I am going to time. Uh, I'm just deciding this here and now. I'm gonna I'm gonna count the time that the I'm gonna time how much he talks about himself as opposed to how much he talks about Kobe Bryant. How I bet it like a pie chart. I bet it comes out more about himself. <laughs> I don't think it'll be more about him, but I. Oh, how yeah. many times do you think we'll hear? How many times will we hear the word "me"? Maybe a thousand. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Uh, actually, nine hundred and ninety-nine because he'll refer to himself as Michael Jordan at least once. Like instead of saying "me," he will say Michael Jordan. Oh man, Kobe was the only player who uh, ever approached. My status, that kind of thing. <laughs> a lot of that, or 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 simply like uh, I remember he'll he'll use Kobe as an excuse to tell a yarn about himself. <laughs> that's that's what he'll do. He'll say, oh, you know that reminds me I, of the time. I know someone who does that reminds all me, the time. That reminds me of me. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You remember when Kobe did this thing great? Well, you know what that reminds me of? Me. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you exactly why and how and when that reminds me of me. (laughs) The best way to describe Rick Majera, somebody said, actually, I think it was me. That was me. Great man once said. Actually, that man was me. You know know what... uh, You know what that reminds me of a little bit is when LeBron James, uh, in his return to Cleveland, got the whole team together and gave them a pregame speech where they were like, this, he's like, this is one of the biggest moments in the history of sport. And granted, it's mostly about me, but you guys are here too. Me on three. He didn't do the me on, he didn't do the me on three. We should, uh, maybe we... We find that at some point. That's that was a funny moment. Yeah, biggest biggest moment in sports history. And yeah, I, I realize it's it's mostly about me, but you know, you guys are wearing the same uniform. Well, so let's say, uh, let's go. Well, out there they and say get something it done. along the lines that, that that Kobe got you know almost as many championships as uh, as me. Uh, I don't know if he'll do. I, he might be a little more subtle than to drag him like that. You know. He'll he'll couch it in in something complimentary as as you said before.
Uh, I want to remind you about our friends at uh, Davis Vision. Uh, They've got their spring LASIK sale going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save up to $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Did you find it? Can we play it? I know we're late, but can we play it? All right, here's the the LeBron James speech. This is going to be one of the this is one of the biggest sporting spectacles in the history of sports that we're a part of. And it has a lot to do with me. I understand that, but I wouldn't want to do it with no other guys besides y'all. <laughs> wow! I've never heard that. Have you heard that? One of the biggest sporting spectacles in the history of sports. And I know it's all about me. I know it's mainly about me, but you guys are here, too. But we're letting you be in the building. <laughs> there's, there's nobody else I'd rather celebrate me about than with you. Than with you guys. That's what he said. That's what he said. Well, probably wearing a shirt of himself. <laughs> but that, I guess that's, that's well, MJ. You know, my, he's he's going to do that. He's well, going to make he it did, about did him. He say something that what, did he say something that wasn't true? No. But uh, is, is that candor. really? It's like, it's like your surgeon is coming that, up to you after surgery, and going, "You know, you owe your life to me now." Okay, so in a in a raw raw <laughs> type of moment, are you really aiming for brutal honesty? Is that <laughs> is that what you really want your message to be? <laughs> you know, you know, I'm the engine that drives this train, but you guys are, you know, you're like uh, back there in the passenger cars and the caboose, right? You know? but we're we're all. Uh, we're all on the right track together, and to basically to have have the gall uh, to call something like about you. Like it's one thing for somebody else to say this is one of the greatest moments in sports history, but it's another thing to be like <laughs> this whole thing centered around me. Greatest moment in, in sports history. Like it's 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 pretty amazing to declare that yourself, right? You know that that Al Michaels a thing was honest, was a saying. big deal, and uh, and you know that. That Gibson home run was a pretty big deal. And, you know, all those other things pale in comparison to this thing about me. Oh, and look, you're here, too. <laughs> that you guys are privileged to be a part of. But the, 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 the true, yeah. the fact that he kind of caught himself and thought, well, had a, like a, just a blip of self-awareness there where he's like, well, it's mostly about me. Uh, <clears throat> me on three. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we're the Cleveland Jameses. That's enough. All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. And the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Gordon, uh, we were just talking in, in the break. Your, uh, your, your column's getting some unexpected reaction from you. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, I sometimes I get reaction from things I write, and I think, wow, that's a really good point. And other times I get reaction, I think, what the hell's the matter with you? You know, I mean, and anytime you write about a BYU player or or sing any praises for one, then suddenly the rivalry thing gets mixed in. Uh, I get this uh, this tweet from Vic. He says, really, because I wrote that Zach uh, was going to be the number two draft pick and that he was the first player from a Utah school to ever go number two. And so this is just representative of many that I've got. Really, the number two draft pick, because number one was already taken by Alex Smith. Are we so desperate for a story about Zach that we need to resort to writing about him being number two? S-M-H. Oh, I mean, it, I wrote in there three different times that Alex Smith was had been number one and that nobody else had been number one. But no one's ever been number two. What's the matter with being number two? And what's the matter with pointing that out? I mean, it, you know, there's a word I shouldn't use. No kidding. No kidding. I know that Alex Smith went number one, but no one has ever gone number two. Merlin Olsen went number three. Phil Olson went number four. Two. Well, yeah. Jim, McM- Jim McMahon went number five. So did Ziggy Ansa. No, I, I, I no kidding that. is actually two words. I know, but the word I substituted kidding for is a word I better not say on the air. But that would be two it's words, just, too. But but it, it's amazing to me, and I don't care. If people disagree, then that's fine. But to miss the point of saying something like, and then I list throughout the column, I list all the different guys at what position they were taken. The whole the whole point of it is I know that Alex Smith went number one. Can I run a theory by you? But Zach Wilson went is going number two, and no two. one has ever gone in that spot. I think two, two. is okay can I to run, point that out. Can I run a I theory by you? I know Alex Smith went number one. But then the rivalry gets in like somehow – Somehow I'm forgetting about Alex Smith. Read the freaking column. Anyway. My theory I was going to run by you. Please do. Was that maybe the headline could be better because it sounds to me like uh, people are not reading the column and just reacting to the headline. Well, whatever. I mean, I don't, you know, you do do whatever. I told Gordon he ought to respond to each one of them. Like he had no. never heard of Alex Smith before. I, I'm convinced that I, are these tweets that that you're talking about, Gordon? Oh, it's I, I've gotten all different kinds of communication. Well, I'm convinced, and, like, it's not, and it's not like it's not like I mean, it's it's not like a majority of people, but it's I, you know, I just every once in a while, whether you're talking about sports, you're talking about religion, you're talking about politics, you're talking about anything important how you can say something or write something and somebody just has some sort of mental block to, uh, against understanding what what it is, you know. And I could read you some of the others, but I won't. No, I'm so, just saying, like, I, the, the, the social media generation doesn't get past the third sentence, let alone into an <laughs> entire column before they, they the crack wise and, and react. So I, I don't think uh, I would use those people as a, a representative of, of the I, entire I, readership because. I, I, and I don't. Yeah. You know, so there you go. This is it's just, all good. We're just talking. We're just talking about the people who are, who are reacting. Someone says, um, "Excuse me, did you completely forget about Alex Smith? I guess number two may be a first, but he went number one. So this is misleading to say the least." 
Oh man! All right, whatever. This. I don't think those people made it past the headline. I think that's your issue. Yeah, probably not. All right, stay tuned. Uh, Sam Amick is joining us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.